0: What's up, everybody? We're talking how Black Lightning has taken the CW by storm, and BET has some new programming for us to check out. All that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood
1: Live this week, and we. (laughs) I'm just gonna get naked. All right.
2: It's a well-timed song, given the news, right?
0: Oh, I know. (laughs) We came in good. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're here at Black Hollywood Live this week. I'm your host, Courtney Stewart. Unfortunately, Daryl Kristen is out of the building somewhere in Detroit on a plane. I don't know what he's doing. He just said he couldn't come to work today. And y'all ain't seen Jesse in like two months because he's working on another job. Y'all make sure y'all check um, his workout on the four tonight on Fox because he's over at the Sony studios doing that for a couple more weeks, but he'll be back. So I had to find some other people to out with this week, you guys, and I got some pretty cool people in the building. Thank you, Courtney. And I try. I'm gonna start. Oh, well, the voice you just heard for those of you guys that are not watching is the Uncomparable, Jeffrey Graham Uncomparable. is back, guys.
2: Guys, Jeff Graham here. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> if you guys find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Courtney, I think this is my thrice appearance. Is yeah, right? I think
0: it is your thrice appearance, and it's funny because the last one I recall, we actually talked a little bit about the Olympics. We did, and we're gonna give a little Olympics thing this week, so yeah. it was sort of like a. <laughs> it's you know, and you know I love the. Olympics.
2: I think I talked about this, but there's nothing in the world I love more than I the Olympics. I know,
0: and that's why I had to keep that in. I love it. And Thank I'm so you. sad Stefan couldn't make it because he was gonna fill in also, and you guys were on the same show. That's right together. But anyway, enough of that talk about whoever they are. We have a beautiful addition to our panel this week. Miss Yale is in the building.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so glad you could join us. You guys, she has some real special information slash opinion on one of the (laughs) topics we're going to be talking about later. And she wrote a really beautiful article that we're going to talk about again later that you guys should definitely go check out on popsugar.com. Thank you. So, but we're going to start at the top of the show like we always do with something celebratory and positive and something exciting and something that was super exciting for just sort of like, okay, so... Y'all may not know, but the black folks is real excited about Black Panther coming to the theaters next mm. week. So, Or not next week, next month. So we talked about that last week and how excited everybody was because all these people was buying tickets and everything is fabulous. And then we had the most amazing excitement also for the comic universe coming to television with Black Lightning that premiered on the CW last night? Or was it the night before? Tuesday. Night before Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, I forget even what today is, but it obvi- apparently did exceptionally well for CW. It was mo- the highest premiere in two years, I think they said, and it's actually got hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes as of last night. It might have changed by this morning, but <laughs> as of last night, it was at 100 percent Fox
2: hasn't reviewed it yet, so once they do it'll probably <laughs> get on. We'll there go.
0: But um it's being produced by the husband and wife team Mara Brock Akil, and Selima Kill and we love them from doing Being Mary Jane. They did the game initially on the CW that eventually moved to BET. So everybody was super excited and Cress Williams is leading the cast as mm-hmm. Black Lightning and doing great stuff. Did y'all get to to check it out? Oh,
1: yeah. yes. Okay, I know
0: <laughs> I know this is comic universe
1: yeah. over here. Start with Yale. We'll start with <laughs> Yale
0: because she is obviously a pro oh. in, in all things CW comic universe also. So what I, did you think?
1: I loved it. There was a lot of discussion about how, you know, everyone wants all the CW DC shows to be in the same universe mm-hmm. and then everyone watched this one and went, no, we good. <laughs> like, we are not putting these universes together. This is a great show. It is um, grounded. Everything is beautifully put the exposition was so well done mm-hmm. especially when they had the we're giving you a speech and explaining who every character is we were like yes that's how you do it we're done we're moving on to yep. plot mm-hmm. my only critique and this is a very personal issue is um the girl from Disney Channel has to, she has got to win me over oh. she because and she will I'll give she her will. The, you'll I know she'll give her time but it's right now it. I look at her and go we're not on Disney Channel anymore. Hmm. Stop oh. doing the Disney Channel. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> is she Come the on.
0: youngest daughter? Yes. So it's the, yeah. act, the acting. China. The China. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She, and I know she can do it. For it sure. It was the pilot. Mm-hmm. I'm giving her that. Yeah. Other than that, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect, perfect. What do you think, Jeff?
2: I agree. With everything you're saying, you know, it's funny. I don't really watch much CW shows. I am shocked. I know. And <laughs> um, sh- I just so you guys know, up until like a week ago, I thought DC Comics were any comics that were political because they're about Washington D.C. So <laughs> that shows my knowledge. Of, <laughs> you I know, and I s- claim to work in the industry. I know that, Jeff. I know. I
1: don't know anything. I'm learning. I'm learning.
2: Um, but mm. I thought this show was exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. I watched it because I host a TV pilot review show here, so every week yes. we do a new pilot, and we covered this obviously because it's the biggest new show of the week. Mm-hmm. I thought it was incredibly Impressive. I thought it was really, really sharp. The thing that I really appreciated about it was it managed to have kind of the beats that we expect from a network show, mm-hmm. sort of that comfort food sensibility. But there was this totally subversive element that was really interested in the nuances of Black culture in America. And yeah. I, you never see that on network. And part of that's because they brought the Kills in. I mean, I really like Being Mary Jane. I think mm-hmm. like Mara Brock Akil's a genius. But I couldn't believe I was simultaneously getting the feel good nature of network TV with these. Really really challenging questions about both black and white roles in kind of our communities today and mm-hmm. I thought it was astoundingly good.
0: Now you said something real deep and because you know we're on Black Hollywood Live, my peep's gonna be in the comments like, what you mean of black nuances in America? Like, what you noticing about black <laughs> well, nuances in a, What did you note? What was your observation? Like, what was that to you?
2: You can tell me whether or not this is okay for me to yeah, observe. Just,
0: we will <laughs> let y'all know, like, don't come for him or I, 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 in the yeah, comments. Yeah. He's speaking from his heart and he loves us just like he, we love him, so go I on, thought what it. was
2: really interesting was it's just a TV watcher. It's been so exciting to see portrayals of black culture just become more interesting on television. Mm-hmm. I, like, I covered the Atlanta After Show here, and that was so good. And like I feel like 10 years ago, if you were to look at the characters played by adolescent African-American females, mm-hmm. it would either be like the Disney kind of raven character, mm-hmm. or it would be like The Wire. Like, it would be something like Very Hood, kind yeah. of. And I couldn't believe how, com- like, interesting, and I felt rich, the writing and portrayal of um, Black Lightning's Two Teenage Daughters was. Mm-hmm. I just was really refreshed. I felt like I was watching real high school teenagers, which I feel like we haven't seen specifically in black television.
0: Alright, well there you go, guys. I don't know if you guys <laughs> agree or that. I'll let y'all know for real, because because, you know I, I started watching it on Tuesday and I fell asleep so it is in my it is in, and that has nothing to do with it it has everything to do with the fact that I can't turn off lights and start watching television and not fall asleep it's just not something I can do but I had been you know reading and following everything up until the point and was all excited about the premiere so I still have to go back and watch the entire episode but what I saw I appreciated I was I was sort of boycotting CW for a very long time because I was mad at them ever since they canceled the game like hella years ago yeah. and then it went to BT. Like, that was a whole situation. Um, so I'm glad that they brought um, Mara and Celine back for something that's interesting and it seems like it's touching and hitting all the right notes right now and I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I love that. Obviously, we have the Marvel Universe on Netflix with Luke Cage and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So sort of bringing society's issues uh, but still able to do it in the TV entertainment format that's not like beating you over the ahead about stuff, but still entertaining, but still saying something for real, which was actually one of the comments of the critics, like, ooh, it's a show that's, like, interesting and entertaining, but it's actually saying something. So they felt like that's what it brought to CW's Absolutely. roster.
1: It also, you know, it's it's really great right now that we have all of these shows that are going, oh, people... People are different. Right. <laughs> all of these people, yes, they may all be black, but they're different. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> what, what it wrong. is. I know.
2: Yeah, Lena Waithe, who just created The Shy, I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. She was talking about how we're at a point in television when even white people are tired of seeing white people on TV. Yeah. Like, I, we're sick of it. Like. Even just from a purely entertainment standpoint, we want to see shows that aren't just about white people. Mm-hmm. And they're making money. That's, like, what people need to be realizing. Yes, is it's, not, it's not like it's this risky thing anymore. No. We need to be greenlighting more diverse content just from a purely – for a lot of reasons. But if you want to go by a cash cow standpoint, it's better TV. That's it's what we want to see. Yeah. It's, what,
0: it's what the people want to see. Did That's y'all the hear that? See. It's yeah. what the people want to see. So, you guys, make sure you check out Black Lightning on the CW every Tuesday night. Is it 9?
1: Yeah, sounds a, right. Yeah, that's yeah. why I
0: fell asleep. It is, yeah, it's, after, it's after the flash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what, it's after the flash. Nine o'clock, and they said it kept all the flash's audience, so they were on top of their business.
1: I got right. more than the flash the audience. Yeah. Probably got some
0: extra after coming in after that, because I definitely didn't watch the flash. It might have. <laughs> well, you know what? My TV would have been on the flash, so I would remember that it was after that. But I definitely like was doing something else before the flash. But anyway, that being said, we're gonna keep this show moving and talking about green lighting new content. BET guys is uh, greenlighting some more content. And we're going to get it coming to our TV sets. TV sets. Do people still say that anymore? Yes, is why that not? A thing still? Yeah, that's they're a not thing. like a set anymore. They're kind of like a big old flat screen. It's a screen and a box. It's a is it, it's not really in a box
1: anymore. No, though. no, not the screen's in a box. A screen and a box,
0: I guess it's too Your Apple box TV. is your
1: Roku or your Apple TV.
0: That's true, and I need another Apple TV. But anyway, so <laughs> BET is coming with some new programming. First up, Miss Angela Rye, who we have seen all over the place. She's been a pundit on CNN and I believe in MSNBC, but mostly on CNN, and she's always got some interesting stuff to say about Mm -hmm. what's going on in our political universe, and she has a new show that is tentatively titled Angela Rye's State of the Union that is supposed to be premiering at the end of the month after the State of the Union, and basically it's news specials that she covers a different topic every single episode.
1: They said the first one's going to be deliberately her responding to whatever Whatever he says says on the State of the Mm -hmm. Union. I love it. Which
0: I'm actually really excited about. Will it be live then, or...? Well, I don't think it's actually a live show. I think it's going to be taped after everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they said everything I read about news specials and interviews and that kind of thing, like, I don't think it's going to be a live situation. Okay. Maybe
1: the first one will be live and the rest of them won't.
0: Maybe. I'll, if she would do it live while the State of the Union mm. was happening, I would be so excited. But yeah. I feel like we're all going to be tweeting after right. the State of the Union and then be like, okay, girl, what you got for <laughs> us? So, will you guys be checking her out on BET? Do you guys watch BET? Let's talk about that. I like that. being
2: Mary Jane a lot. To so be be honest, you did say that. You did watch I don't that. watch a lot of... Um, political television I hate to I know as like a dutiful citizen, I should be more politically engaged than I am. That don't but, mean you
0: should watch uh, uh, political television, because yeah. that is... is I, I really
2: like John Oliver. Mm-hmm. I also really like Samantha B. and I will say, if Angela Rye is bringing kind of the same energy that I feel like a Samantha B brought to TBS, mm-hmm. I think I'd be really excited about it. I, what I love is just getting tidbits of like viral political moments that I yeah. feel like show up on Facebook the next day. And knowing Angela Rye, I'm sure we'll be getting a lot of those. <laughs> uh, but I think it's very smart for BET to enter this space because I feel like every every tele- or network is kind of trying to get their own sort of political pundit. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like TBS did that with Samantha Bee and yeah. which was a really good move. So I think it's a very smart move by BET. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the deal is with the rundown with Robin Thede, because um, that's currently on BET. And it's a, it's not similar per se, because it sounds like Angela Rye's show is going to be more sort of interview and very newsy-based. Mm. Uh, Robin Thede's the rundown kind of, sort of more Colbert Report meets Saturday Night Live, sort of. So she's taking serious topics and the crazy things that's happening in the news, but then she's got hilarious skits throughout Fun. and, like, that kind it's of a thing. It's more late so night. Kind it, of. it is late night. It, awesome. I think it's, like, 10 o'clock. Again, I don't know because I don't stay up for it, <laughs> but I do have it on the TV later. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'll be interested to see. I don't know if they are conflicting or if they pick her up or how that's going to work, but go BET for trying to change mm-hmm. it up with their programming. Um, in addition to that, we have another show called Man Cave that is going to be executive produced by Steve Hart. Be coming to BET, and that is coming at the end of the month, also. And it is a progressive new talk format that assembles a diverse group of black men who will share unadulterated and provocative views about life, love, politics, sex, pop culture, and more. So it's and the
1: view for men?
0: I mean that's I mean that's what oh. I, I was like, how else is it progressive and like new platform of talk? Like it's a table and four people. Like what it's, else are it's they the doing? The view
1: or the talk or the, the real or the, real, the true and it's just you going in,
0: you know? <laughs> so I I mean go Steve Harvey because I never would have thought Steve Harvey was gonna have a successful talk show. Show. like I yeah. just never
1: mm-hmm.
0: that never would have occurred to me ever in life and I love Steve Harvey and I always have but I just, ne- when that happened I was like what? Do
2: you, you feel fair? like he, you saw him too much as a comic to carry a daytime a show? comic
0: and an actor yeah. and then like, just cause when I think of daytime talk I think of middle aged middle America women yeah. that, that has to sell to and mm-hmm. I just never thought Steve Harvey was that dude but apparently he is and he's
1: When but, I think of uh, Steve Harvey's talk show. Yes. I think of Keenan on SNL doing Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yeah, I'd watch that. Truth. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think of. Because I'm like, has it, I don't know anybody
0: that actually watches Steve Harvey's talk show. And I myself have never actually watched an entire episode.
1: I've tried. From what I hear, Maria Menounos' mom watches that show. Oh, I could see it. I believe that was announced on New Year's.
0: All right. Well, I guess, you know, (laughs) because people love him on Family Feud, so I guess he kind of brings that same vibe. That I love. Yeah. Steve
1: Harvey, Family Feud. That's fun.
0: Yeah, He's incredibly
2: like, talented.
0: He obviously <laughs> is. Yeah. And he's putting money and time behind another show. And uh, for those of y'all that care, I don't know most of these people that are about to be on this panel of four men. The only one I know for sure is Tank. And he is a singer and an actor. I don't know what he's acted in, but I know he sang. And he's real cute. <laughs> Do you have the other names? Um, The other names are comedian Gerald Slink Johnson. Oh, I know him. He's in Black Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, a producer by the name of Marcos Cosine Pelletri. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. And then the um, head TV personality, main host, and executive producer is Jeff Johnson, who I probably should know, but I still don't know in terms of a TV personality. So I'm just like, I don't know why they picked that cast.
2: Yeah, do you feel like these names are big enough to launch a show?
0: I, I mean... I don't know. Is Steve going to be there? No, Steve's the executive producer. He's not going to just he's show just up putting and check the show, in. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's not, not, gonna not a Barbara. The Barbara. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe he'll be that fifth uh, seat every yeah. once in a while. I don't know, but I don't know any of those people really in terms, especially in terms of, like talk format, like mm-hmm. somebody I want to hear what their opinions are. Like Tank, <laughs> I just want to see you with your shirt off and singing. Like I don't want to hear you talk about anything. <laughs> so I don't know. But, it'll
2: be interesting. Steve Harvey's actually kind of conservative. Like I don't like his book. Think like a man, and I just it'll be interesting to see if he's eating. Peeing the show. If his kind of worldview will infiltrate, it'll be interesting to see whether or not he actually assembled a panel of diverse opinions. Well, I think
0: that I'll be well diverse opinion. That's it'll be an interesting conversation actually to have. We should come back and talk about this after it airs because I really (laughs) wonder, (laughs) like in terms of, because when you say Steve Harvey has a very like conservative, like for me, I think of it as very old school black dude. Yeah. So with his because I feel like they kind of did this before with Rev Run and um, Tyrese before he was crying about his baby because they had a little show talking about relationships and like all that and I don't ever expect there to be an evolved like oh we're feminist too kind of conversation like I feel like it's going to be some black men having conversation about like I don't really know that it'll be that like I hope transformative. <laughs> <in terms> of-
1: <laughs> then I hope that they take on topics that make them uncomfortable. They am yeah. I mean, sure well. Like that, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna have a panel of people who are uh, of similar mind, then give them topics hmm. that make them uncomfortable, because then yeah. you'll hear perspective on it. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that would be interesting to have them discuss the Women's March. Would be fascinating. Oh, I'm sure huh? they will <laughs> discuss the Women's March, like
0: those types of things. But that's still very like as we said earlier, heteronormative. Mm-hmm. That, like, I feel like that's sort of more the lane that it'll probably go in. Yeah, mm-hmm. But who knows? And what am I saying? For all I know, one of the, these people on the panel who I don't know who they are, they might have completely different life experiences. One of them might be sexually fluid. Who knows? Like we could have lots of interesting things happen. So anyway, <laughs> we'll watch that at the end of January and you guys let us know what you think because I'm sure it'll be fascinating regardless.
2: The one mistake they made was they should have just called it the cave because we have the real, the talk, the chew, yeah. the oh. man cave. I feel like they should have just stuck with the one syllable. The cave. Well, I yeah. mean,
0: technically you could put it together as, like, one word and just That's true. call it man cave. Just call it man cave. Well, it is man cave. I don't oh, think it's, just did I say the man cave? No.
2: That's I my bad. Man yeah. I'll see that. myself out. <laughs> I
1: think you, add, you added a word. <laughs> anyway. But I agree that it should have been the cave the just cave. to go just with the, the rest cave. of them. Yeah. Just so then we go... Got it. I know what it is. Exactly. Except
0: we know what it is, and we know where they're coming from, because if you just call it a cave, I think immediately caveman, y'all know exactly what y'all doing. <laughs> I think
1: it was originally probably called it the caveman, the and caveman. they went, you mean the man cave? Sure, because yeah, they—they're sure.
0: they're bringing real men back to them. Whatever. <laughs> I'm stop judging it. I haven't even seen. Yeah, it. we are real judges. It's, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's probably gonna be amazing. Congratulations, because that means four new people got four new jobs, mm-hmm. and that can be fantastic. <laughs> um, so good luck with that. And we're gonna move on to our EUR web spotlight story of the week. Look at you on top of that. Story. Of the All week. right, and in the booth, you got your sound effects right on time. All right, so our main topic of discussion today, obviously, is a story that's been in the news All since week. the w- weekend. Because the story broke over the weekend, mm-hmm. and everybody and everywhere has been discussing it. At this point, I'm calling it Aziz versus Grace versus Ashley Banfield versus Babe versus Me Too. Because everybody mm-hmm. got something to say and is involved, and it just went... All the way crazy, in my opinion. But um, so basically, for those of you that have obviously been under a rock and, like, not even, you could be walking down the street and haven't heard about this. But um, so, a woman called Grace, and I put that in quotes because she didn't give her real name, mm-hmm. um, gave basically an interview to babe.net.com. Yeah. Not, not babe.net, and a reporter wrote this story that she basically had an unfortunate experience with Aziz Ansari last year. And she felt compelled to talk about it after seeing him sort of support the uh, Time's Up movement at the Golden Globes. So she felt like she needed to come forth and tell her story of a date that she went on with the Not going to go into all the details about the date, but basically she felt real uncomfortable. They was naked at points. They weren't naked at points. He was, in her opinion, forcing himself on her in ways that she did not want or desire. She left the date feeling very upset and emotional and crying. Um, and apparently Aziz, the next day, actually reached out to her, like, hey, I had a great time, blah, 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 blah. And her response was, what day would you on? Because that wasn't the date I was <laughs> on. Um, That's a great so, paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So she, Grace, and Aziz had very different perspectives on what went down. But he
1: responded saying that but he, he, did, he, he did see, he apologized that she was uncomfortable. He yes, did not know that that is how she That happened. that
0: was, you know, the situation. So, you know, fast forward, we are here now. She's telling this story. It breaks, obviously, in the atmosphere that we are currently in since the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Was that in October? Sounds right. Round about October. Mm -hmm. So since October, like, we've had a constant flood of hot messery from men flipping dicks out and showing people stuff and all kind of mess in terms of sexual harassment. So that's the environment we're in. The story comes out. And obviously, it could be a major ding on somebody's career it can destroy somebody's career and um it's very possible that that could have happened to aziz and zari we still don't know if that's going to be the case for him um but basically that came out and everybody reacted like in various ways Mm -hmm. um it wasn't quite um a lot of people seem to be like well that was a bad date and then some people on the other side were like well yeah it was a bad day but he's still a shithead for not realizing that this was happening and then there's People on the other side, like Ashley Banfield, who was very, very upset by what went down. And she went on her um, HLN Crime and Justice show on Monday, and she really criticized the girl for coming forward. And she really criticized the reporter who took the story also Mm -hmm. for writing the story. Um, And I'm going to just read you the quote that Ashley... She gave a rant, basically, on Monday. Um, But I'll read a quick little quote from her rant. She said, quote, You had a bad date. The Me Too movement has righted a lot of wrongs, and it has made your career path much smoother. What a gift. Yet you looked that gift horse in the mouth and chiseled away, at that powerful movement with your public accusation. I hope the next time you go on a bad date, you stand up sooner, you smooth out your dress, and you bloody well leave. Because the only sentence that a guy like that deserves is a bad case of blue balls, not a Hollywood black ball. So since she went off on Monday, the writer from Babe went off... Well, Mm. sent an email. Girl. (laughs) I read it. Girl. (laughs) The writer um, sent ashley banfield an email basically trying to take a dig at ashley like girl your highlights is jacked up don't nobody know who you are under the age of 45 you ain't shit and your burgundy lipstick is ugly (laughs) ashley went back on the air yesterday and read the email to many of us and (laughs) commented basically like trick how is this going to help us that didn't help and that only proves that you ain't shit So that's my, (laughs) like, truncated version of what went down. Very good. So anyway, that being said, it is a legit, like, crazy kind of situation. And obviously we're in this Me Too movement. We've talked about it here multiple times already. This, I feel like, was um, a large case that sort of shifts conversation in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And something we need to talk about. First off, I'm going to just say, I felt real uncomfortable when Ashley went on her first rant on Monday. So as much as I sort of agreed, I also didn't agree that she should be ranting, because then I'm like, well, what happened to the whole, like, we supporting everybody when they got to speak their truth, and then she said some other things about the girls staying anonymous and how mm-hmm. unfair that was, and I was like, that's kind of true, especially when we're not in a court of law, so you're, you're basically right now in an environment where you can accuse a man of anything, and... Mm-hmm. It's, supposed, it's being taken for the most part as truth. And so if you can't stand behind that with your name, then that's not fair to anybody involved. But at the same time, don't you have the right, because of the persecution of women for so long, to keep that anonymity because it can be a dangerous situation even further for you? So I just, I don't even know where to go. I just was like real uncomfortable with the whole
1: thing. So, so what did you guys think? The thing about Ashley Bamford, Bamford? Bamfield. What, absolutely. She is the woman who read the entire statement letter of the woman who was raped uh, in Stanford by rapist Brock Turner. Yes. She read that. That is where her name skyrocketed and people under 45 figured out who she was. Mm. And I, at that moment, followed her on Twitter. And after Monday, unfollowed her on Twitter. Because her, her critique of... The, okay, Yes. I don't know what this outlet, babe.net, is. Yes. I don't know that it's a trusted outlet. And based on the way this reporter responded, I don't think she's a real reporter. (laughs) And that's okay. Well, she's also 22. Yes. That's okay. She's young. She'll learn. But Grace has full right to remain anonymous, especially after the way people responded to this. That girl would get so much hate sent to her. She could be doxxed. She could be harassed online if she came forward and i think that she did the right thing by staying uh private and i support her for that ashley needs to be aware that the woman says in her story i wasn't raped she's she's clear she was not raped she is describing something that many women have experienced i have definitely experienced very similar things and you know we we want everything to change we're not saying we no longer want the Harvey Weinsteins to rape us, we want all of it to change. We want people to understand that this is a problem from the smallest dates to the biggest Harvey Weinstein. We want it all to change now. We're done.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, this has obviously been the most complicated reaction to any story that's come out. It's hard for me. I got to say, I read that Aziz story, and I have trouble kind of defending him like other people have. No one's defending him, but I've been surprised by the amount of support for him because that story is tough to read. And I don't know, sometimes I wonder if it was Ray and Wilson or Adrian, Adrian Brody or something who is in the same position, if people would be rushing to their defense. Mm-hmm. I think people really like Aziz Ansari, and I kind of wonder if they're looking past some of the details in that story to kind of come to his defense. I... I I don't know if I'm saying anything necessarily super eloquent here, but I've been surprised by the kind of pushback against the situation because it is, it's is—it's hard for me to see how someone would read that situation as completely
1: consensual. Well, a lot of the responses that people kept saying were that, that she was naked. She yeah. did not put her clothes back on. He, She said she was uncomfortable, and then he um was like okay let's chill and then he was like also why don't you go down on me so and then she did so that's where people are confused yeah to be fair if if that situation were to happen and i were in that situation and i was like we should chill and they're like okay let's chill also you should go down on me like depending on the situation who knows what 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 yeah. the reaction would be. And people being like, she could leave. It's the same people who went, why did you go to that hotel room with Harvey That's Weinstein? Mm-hmm. Because you thought it was safe. Right. Because we trusted these people.
0: So, okay. Then, so then do we... It's so hard because you want to talk about it and you want to be fair to everybody. And it's <laughs> really hard to be fair to everybody. But, so, okay. In this particular case, I do we think it was fair or... I don't want to say fair. Do we think it was the best idea? And who holds more responsibility in terms of how it was framed? Mm. Because I think the biggest issue, and this is why I think that Ashley Banfield was so upset and irate. And again, I felt like her criticism was a little too much, especially on air, but I get the sentiment of where she was coming from because the 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 larger, I don't want to say larger, because like you said, we want all, all of it to change. I want to not be scared to walk down the street and ignore somebody and not want to feel like I might get followed mm-hmm. to my car. So that is a whole bigger picture thing. But I think that what Ashley Banfield was speaking to is that currently in the climate that we are currently in, this is very, very much about um, workplaces. And very obvious power choices, uh, shifts in career situations and whatever, and, like, women being able to just function in a work environment or in, like, life environment without being, like, raped. and And if you're specifically saying, like, I definitely wasn't raped, was there a responsibility maybe on the reporter's end or on babe's end to say... Let's expand the conversation about how we're dating and what mm-hmm. men are hearing versus what women are hearing, instead of just latching on to the Me Too mm-hmm. movement. Is that where we're finding that there's more anger, or do you think that that, or do you just think that like it was Me Too because we don't want that either?
1: I think the the biggest problem that I have with the situation is that it was again at a network, no one's an outlet, no one's heard of, right? And oh, oh
0: for the the babe. original story
1: babe. Yeah.
0: babe.net cuz it definitely seems like they're trying to like make a come up off of something well, with espe-
1: the story. Well, oh, especially because the next day they published a like here all the outlets that picked up our story and look at our <laughs> numbers, which is a whole other issue. It's that uh, I saw somebody else, uh, a journalist tweet something about how, you know, with the Harvey Weinstein case and all the others A lot of research was done. Mm -hmm. It was verified. There were there was evidence. I'm not saying that we needed evidence. I'm saying this was a story someone told and there is, aside from the texts, there isn't a lot uh, of corroboration and and that in itself like in terms of journalism is a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know that it's latching on to Me Too because Me Too is about women who have been sexually assaulted. This woman was assaulted or harassed, or however you well, want to she call. She said, it. "I
0: was not raped or assaulted." Didn't she say assaulted in that? Maybe she wasn't
1: assaulted. She was harassed. She is was that harassment. Yes, when a man continues to pull your hand to his penis multiple times, I pull it back. He pulls it again. That is harassment. That is me saying I don't want to touch your penis, and him going, "No, no, no, touch it."
0: Okay. Now, just I'm just trying mm. to make some uncomfortable questions yeah, happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, yay. Okay, I'm, I'm moving loud. my hand away. Yes, I'm constantly like, because at some point we have to get to the conversation of how do we navigate these situations better. Okay, right. so I wrote an article as, about that, and, and she did. You guys, <laughs> seriously, go to Pop Sugar. She wrote a really great article about it. Um, but that being said, where does because there's still two people? Mm-hmm. Just like that was it. It takes two to tango. At some point everybody has a certain level of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So how do we draw those? start drawing those lines of whose response? Because you pulled your hand back once, he pulled it again. At what point is it your responsibility to decide, I'm not doing this and I'm standing up and leaving and I'm taking whatever comes with that, as uncomfortable as it may be or as scared as I might be, that's still my responsibility to remove myself.
1: So uh, uh, you asked earlier about the power struggle. And I think in this situation... Especially in that specific connotation, there is a power struggle in that this is someone famous that she admired, that she looked up to, and she continued to try to calmly and politely remove herself, remove her hand from his penis, and he continued to use his power. And I think that, that it absolutely goes into the power struggle.
0: So my next question is, okay, if he continued to use his power, mm-hmm. okay, does, is that to say then that in a sexual situation, because when we say use his power, I, I want to talk about how sexually, obviously, like, because they were in a situation where she she didn't say that she felt scared for her life or threatened mm-hmm. in that situation. She just felt pressured. So it's like peer pressure. Like, right. like I need to do this. That's yeah. different than feeling fear sure. from this person. So, and and his power is just in, I'm in a sexual situation with a girl that I think that whatever and your mental, his mental whatever is that what I'm doing is acceptable because as you wrote in your article that's what they are conditioned to do. Mm-hmm. So at what point does it
1: become that she has to stand up and do something different so she did right she says to him i don't want to feel forced because then i'll hate you at that point my if i were him if someone said to me i don't want to feel forced i would go what is where Mm -hmm. do you where are you feeling forced what did Mm -hmm. i do to make what are you talking about because that could be right he was like oh i would never want you to feel forced i'd want you to have fun she just said i don't want to feel forced There's a reason she said those words.
0: So then let's go back to the fact that the actions continued on both their parts because they gave each other oral sex mm-hmm. and whatever. And I don't know. I don't really understand how she eventually got out of the situation. She, she
1: at some point went to the bathroom, bathroom. and she but, locked but, herself in there for a while. Another, sorry, red flag. If the girl you're trying to get with locks herself in But I thought the after that she came out she and did put
0: clothes back on or something and they did something else and then eventually she left because that's, ha- that's what people are right. having the biggest problems with. I which, think we
1: don't yeah. have a proper timeline of how things went. And she probably doesn't either because everybody Nobody remembers everything. And it was a year ago. And it was
0: a year ago. And there
1: definitely was a point reading the article where she says about halfway through, and I went, We're only halfway through. Um but I know that like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest. Like Mm -hmm. I did in my story, I I know I've been in situations where I was uncomfortable and I tried to chill it and slow it down and hope. That if we chilled and relaxed, she says she sat on the lower level than him and she was he was sitting on the couch and she sat on the floor and she was hoping, she said she was uncomfortable and he said she hoped that he would like rub her back or play with her hair or something to calm her down. And I totally get that because when you're in those situations with someone you want to want to be with, if they slow it down, if they communicate with you, there's a good chance it's going to end great for both of you. But you can't keep doing what you're doing. So I definitely understand the idea of being in the situation and going, I'm not comfortable. And what I'm looking for at that moment is them to go, okay, let's let's take a step back. Let's wait. Let's see. Let's get comfortable. Let's start, you know, trying to get there. And then eventually, because she, I think, and I'm not trying to put words in her mouth, but I think she wanted to eventually be with him in a positive way, right? That's why... Anyway, so I think that that was the goal, and if she stayed, it's because she was hoping that he would understand she's uncomfortable, and it would get to a point where he'd go, I'm sorry, let's make you comfortable, and then when she's comfortable, they can have some fun.
0: Do you think that there was any, and obviously, guys, we're litigating one story at this point. Like, that's not the. With very f- with, little information. With, you know, with the details of the story. So, I'm I just, I just, it's interesting because it did elicit so much aggressive reaction <laughs> from so many people. But when we were talking about, like, the Harvey Weinstein and things like that, and how many women did not come forward, that, for example, I will use, like, Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie and these people who in terms of power, no, they didn't have Harvey Weinstein power, but they were still in a very powerful position based on their families in the business, mm-hmm. having the work that they done, and in the end, their keeping quiet came from a place of desire to get ahead. And that was, and that's fine, and that's the choice that they made. You mean at the time or now? At, at the time, uh, they're, the reason they stayed quiet is because they preferred to advance their careers mm-hmm. or deal with their careers and whatever light they wanted it in as opposed to coming after Harvey. So they put a value judgment on it. My career is more important than what happened to me, okay? So at what point is it that in this case, for example, with the Aziz and Zari thing, like he was famous and she was a photographer and this was cool and we want to make this vibe happen. Like, is there a certain level of that? Because people are going to ask, well, he was famous and you still, you didn't want it to end badly, not necessarily because you were afraid, because you didn't want to sort of sever that potential even if you potentially liked him like you said continued and wanted it to go somewhere else is there an element of that on it that like He's Hollywood. I'm trying to be up in this circle and it feels nice to be up in that circle. And he probably won't like me or say anything else to me if I cut this off for real and like leave, even if I don't feel physically threatened to leave. So is there a level layer of responsibility in that for this person also? And for just like for people because everybody doesn't agree with the Gwyneth thing and like with mm. Angelina. I personally actually think that in those cases, those are the people that made me the most upset because you weren't not gonna be able to feed your kids if you came out and told Harvey Weinstein was mm-hmm. a snake and doing some snaky ass shit. Um, and, but you chose, you wanted to be in Shakespeare and Love. You wanted to make sure these things happened in your career at this time. And I'm a person that believes that if it was meant to happen for your life, it's going to happen regardless, and nobody can stand in the way of that. But those people chose, they wanted it then. Mm-hmm. At that moment, they didn't want to have to wait for it or go around about it a different way because that path was the easy or the easier path at that time. So, where again we we're all women, we're all adults, men and women. Like there has to be some level of responsibility on both sides that we stand up to, and we I think at some point we are going to have to embrace that there are those layers of other things going on that weren't just. It'd be different if she straight up said. He got physically violent right. and was aggressively holding me down. And I was scared that if I tried to leave, that, that like that's a different story. So right. I'm not trying to say that at all. And I'm not trying to say she should have left. She obviously has to make a choice herself. But in making those choices, you still made a choice. And I understand that there are consequences to our choices, just like there's consequences to us walking down the street and deciding we're not going to smile at this guy. And we're going to just ignore him and mm-hmm. hope we get to our car okay kind of thing. Like, you make those decisions all the time. And I don't think it's fair that we have to make those decisions. But that's the world we live in right now. And we're trying to move out of it. So in moving out of it, it's not, it can't all be... Everything they're doing is wrong and everything we're doing is... I think... I've said that to, really to long. Disagree, I'm so sorry, guys. To disagree with you on this. <laughs> I was miss. trying to ask a question, and it didn't quite get there. You got
1: there. I think that, yes, that her choices are on her. I think in this situation, like the other situations, the conversation we should be having is not about her. Yes. The conversation yeah. we should be having is about his behaviors. I think that's the biggest problem that I... Uh, see with a, a, lot, a lot of these situations is we're, we're going yeah, you know, she shouldn't have gone to the hotel room with Harvey Weinstein. That's not the issue. The issue is what he did. But isn't it, do you not think that it's both conversations that need to be had? I think. Why did
0: you feel pressured to go to Harvey Weinstein's room and why did you feel like you couldn't say no right. as a, you know, a, not a, a fully, like, free person that you, there's a reason you feel that pressure. I think but you're still making the choice to do it, even though you... Because there's plenty of people that came out about Harvey that said they kind of had heard about some things and new things were going on, but they still made the choice to do... Why do we feel like we have to do that? And I feel like saying, like, we just talked to the guys, and about his behavior needs to be discussed. Don't get me wrong. But are we... Part of the argument is, are, do we really just only discuss the man side of it, and we're still not...
1: I think right now... It is time that we discuss the man side of it. Because up until this point, every case that goes to court is about what was she wearing? Mm -hmm. What did she say? Did she flirt with him? Was she drinking? We've had those discussions. We continue to have those discussions. Those aren't going away. It's time, though, that we go, you know what? Why don't we also ask why he thought it was okay to do what he thought? Mm -hmm. I think it's time that we talk about what the men are doing And yes, she may have had some poor judgment. That doesn't mean what he did was equally as bad. She should have, you know, he's not threatening my life. Maybe this isn't a good relationship. Maybe it's not gonna end well. I can leave and I'm going to. Yes, maybe she should have done that. More importantly, he should have stopped pulling her hand to his penis.
2: Yeah, like, where did he, where was he taught that? Like, where, where did that, you know what I mean? it's so
0: funny that you bring that up, because we talked about (laughs) a few weeks ago with Daryl, who's usually on the show, because we were, we may, you know, we joked about it, but obviously it's serious. Like, the idea that you can just whip out your penis to a girl at work and think that, like, that's, like, a normal thing. Like, who just whips out their penis at work and is like, hey, look at my dick. And I was like, Daryl, have you ever, like, just wanted to, like, show a chick your dick? And he was like, oh, fucking honest. I'm like, so it actually has occurred as a brand, and Daryl is a stand-up right brother. Like he's not just out here doing that. You know what I'm saying? So it's interesting that even some of the most you know evolved men that I know, it, it is something that they have considered. That impulse. So it's an impulse, I guess. I <laughs> think there's there's an interesting <laughs> conversation <when> they- <laughs> to be had
2: too. That like. Maybe Hollywood is actually teaching us the wrong things about sex because like how often in a movie does the guy just kiss the girl without being prompted and she loves it and
1: no. more so he says something that's disgusting and infuriating yeah. she slaps him and then they kiss Exactly
2: I, I like I think it just it might be that our paradigms for sex are just super inaccurate and I think s- interestingly all these people who work in Hollywood mm-hmm. seem to subscribe to these um sexual practices that f- maybe are overly aggressive but it might just be that all of their lessons have been from Hollywood <laughs> and that's what they've learned in it's movies Hollywood yeah. has
0: failed our entire everything because the art is yeah, yeah or I mean, life to be, is be fair it's,
1: I, I, so I say in the article um, which I'm sure we'll all tweet out Yes, we'll retweet it. You guys, make sure you read it. Um, I I say that one of the big, right, women are taught to play hard to get. That's a thing. Like, I am a very upfront if I want something. I go, hey, we should bone. And people keep yelling at me that that's not how women behave (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that we should start playing. I need to play hard to get, which I refuse to do. Um, And men are taught women like to be chased. And that is... I, I don't know if you have people from other countries watching this show, and so I don't yes, know if it's do. I don't know if it's Let the same there, the same guys. Yeah, but in the states, that's how we're raised. Women play hard to get, and men chase us. Yeah. And that is a problem. We're teaching each other to misunderstand each other. We're teaching women to go, don't explain what you want. And men to go, they don't make sense. So you got to figure it out. No. (laughs) Say what we want. Listen to what we're saying. That's what I'm asking.
0: So do you think there is any biological basis for why we teach that?
1: No. I think it's an old school I think it's a, like a traditional cultural thing that was taught, right? Women are always, you know, through history, we are supposed to be, you know, covered and, and demure and seen and not heard and all this garbage. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's a thing that we've been taught. I don't think it's a biological.
0: I'm just asking
1: the question. I just, I'm just because, like, I am, I am biologically female, and at no point in my life did I think, hmm, you know how I'm gonna get a man? Confuse the hell out of him. Well, that's very specific, but some would argue
0: that testosterone makes you do things differently than you do when the estrogen is high. It higher. might be like
2: the hunter gatherer thing. Like the strongest gatherer in the community would attract multiple men and like uh, uh, initiate the chase so as to find the best mate. I don't know. Also, women shouldn't be allowed to vote. I don't know when we decide. <laughs>
1: I just, I just this hunter gatherer thing. I was like, I don't, I don't know that that to me. Like again, that right, hunter gatherer, and and those are are roles that we assign to people, right? Do we? Yeah, I'm asking. Oh, I'm trying to think yeah. back to like eighth
2: grade. Like, like what do we
1: learn? I don't know, but, think, but like, I'm speaking out of my ass. So I right, 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 No, but I mean, I mean, that doesn't feel like like that to me. Sounds like they went okay, y- dudes. Look like you probably could kill an animal. Go for it. We're going to pick berries. Like, I think... I feel like... That's what it is. That it's not... That's not a thing that we went, "Mm, you know, it feels natural to me, is picking berries.
2: Well, I agree because (laughs) as a guy, there's nothing... I'm engaged to a very, very strong woman. I don't know if you guys met Laura, but I, I, I I just want... Why don't guys want to be told what's like it? There,
1: there are lots of guys that really enjoy that. Oh, I was gonna
2: <laughs> say, trust <laughs> me. I okay, there's one of your guys. I that know, do. but it's like I so agree with you, Yell. Of like, why don't we try to open a conversation that's not mired in confusion and mired in clarity? Like, make things easier for everyone. That should be the goal. I feel.
0: It's so funny because I have so many more questions that like it's not about it because I'm like, mm, do we really want it to be crystal clear or do we like a little the bit mystery. of confusion that makes it a little bit
1: magic? Yeah. It,
0: but the magic also leaves room
1: for mess. So the thing yeah. is, I totally see what you're saying with the sometimes you want that, like yeah. you want him to know that, you know, y- you want to be kissed or whatever. You get to that point. When you're in a relationship with someone that you know and trust and and understand each other, you will get to that point where you don't have to say it and they know what you want and it's great. But before you get there, you get to know them. You know
0: what I mean? I just wanted to caveat: we're not talking about situations like Harvey Weinstein right no. now. This is like oh, more of a dating, dating. conversation. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Just, to <laughs> like, just to make that clear. Good call. Just to make that clear. Like that's where I'm. We're coming from yeah. in that space. But yeah. So I, I, I mean, I agree. I just it's listening to all of this. Always, it, it makes me sit back and like question and wonder about like even my own choices and things that mm-hmm. I do and whatever. And I'm a person that is a fairly alpha female, but I also like a really alpha male. So I'm not. And, and I don't, uh, not, thank goodness for my personal self, like I have not been in a situation in terms of sexual assault or anything like that, but I have experienced some of the things you talk about in your article. We keep bringing it up. Go on popsugar.com. Um, and it's, it's
1: called Why We Don't Leave. Why We Don't Leave. And How to Fix the Mixed
0: Signals Situation. Mm. Mixed Signals. but <laughs> it, So do you guys think, just because we should probably wrap this up, um, <laughs> that it, do you honestly think it's actually... Fixable, I think. I really do think in our in our lifetimes.
1: I th- okay. So my suggestion in my article was that we stop playing games and we say exactly what we're thinking, and and that you know, uh, but y'all nobody does that either. That's, that's what I'm, say, but that for, for what I'm sex, saying. for I, work, for I, nothing. I gotta,
0: I gotta disagree. <laughs> um
1: Oh, we have a disagreement. Go for it.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm cut from a different cloth altogether. I like to speak my mind. I like to be honest. Um, on most of my dates, if I do want to kiss a girl, I usually ask her beforehand. Oh, you're such a gentleman. Um, I
1: love it.
0: It's. I think people should just be honest with themselves, and I think that's just the best thing that they can do, and forget about what society has uh, taught them or showed them. Uh, just be true to yourself, and ch- uh, ch- I think that will be lead them to the path in which uh, it will lead to something that's honest and sincere hmm. about just uh, relationships. Do you think that, that your way is norm for your peers? Um, um, Can you reiterate that? Like, do you feel like your sort of, you know, upfront, honest sort of way about dating is the norm with your peers? God, no. Okay, yeah. it's definitely not the norm. Because no. you guys are yeah. a bit younger than I am. So, and I, I, I literally just re-entered the dating pool, like, technically not for real yet. So <laughs> I don't even, like, cool. consider it after a very long-term relationship. So I, I'm curious that, like, is it really that... Is it mixed signals or is it just the sort of way of the world? Like, what are we doing?
1: I, I think that that a lot of people always talk about how um, I've heard a lot of men or a lot of women say they don't like when a guy is like, can I kiss you? Because it ruins the mood. And I want to be like, if that ruins the mood, then there was no mood. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if a man is in my face and we're feeling it and he's like, can I kiss you? I'd be like, hell yes. Yeah. That's the other thing is that I think the big thing people are forgetting, especially when it comes to the Aziz story, is that affirmative consent saying yes is not the same as no is no, you know what I mean, so like mm. we need to stop teaching people that no means no and start teaching people yeah. that <laughs> unless she's going uh-huh yeah okay that's not that's not consent and I know a lot of people have talked or I talked about with a lot of people that um, they go, well, you know, taking the time before you can have sex to to make sure it's okay ruins the mood. And here is my solution. And it is the sexiest solution. Everything you do, you go, you like that? (laughs) You like that? Because my response would be, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. My only response to that, though, is, like I don't know that? if I took a moment. Yeah, I do like it. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I might be crossing my articles that I read, but I think I might have pulled this from your article, is that one of the biggest issues I think women have in general is being okay saying, yes, I like that. And yeah. yes is okay. Yes, hmm. I which want more. Problem, y- I which is also a problem. Yeah, uh, Which is also, I think we, we need to address that actually it's okay to constantly want it and mm-hmm be okay doing Mm -hmm. it and say and I don't think we affirm that in women at all which is why homegirl might have been like even when he was like she was like oh okay I'll play with your dick no I don't want to play with your dick right. like because right. she couldn't say yes and when she wants to say yes and when she doesn't want to say yes she couldn't say that either because we're always in this middle space mm-hmm. of trying to be okay with whatever else is going on around us and that's not okay so anyway yeah. any closing thoughts on this topic and then we're gonna get up out of here
2: <laughs> this might sound traditional but it's I traditional. and this, this maybe this is where I'm gonna get some flack but I think everyone would be would do well to take it a little slower. I think physically. I don't know whether or not that.
1: Shut up. I love you, Jeff. <laughs> I
2: just feel like it's there's so much more safety when you have a sense of communication and understanding of who you're I, with. I
0: actually agree with you, Jeff.
2: I don't know. I just think maybe if Aziz and her had know. had three dates, there would have been an increased sense of safety and comfort between
1: the two I others. don't. I don't know that you need three dates to establish safety and trust. I. I I agree. I, I, don't, the, I agree with that. Yeah. Too you don't need it. Because I think the last sentence of my of my article was: I'm down for a lot of stuff, but yeah. only if I trust you. Yeah. So, Get, but then how much trust? Build, this yeah.
0: is another conversation. Like, it might be trust. Okay, so I'm yeah. like, what is trust, and how are you building that? If you are like, if, if that's another how whole. How long like, does it take
1: to trust? Yeah, but if someone? you, if look, sorry, real quick, yeah. if. If you are someone who is who's, who's can, is quick to trust, then great. You get to know that person and you will build that trust in that one date. If you're not, then you know yourself and you know it takes you three yeah. dates. I think it's get to know yourself and say what you want Yeah, are the big takeaways.
0: There you go. That's the takeaway that we're going to leave that story on and we're going to close out. Oh, it feels so harsh to go to this, but I'm going to go objectifying men. Oh, I don't know if yes. have this... <laughs> I don't know if you have this picture picture, because I'm not sure if we're putting these up, but we want to go out on a... Positive note, um, the USA bobsled team is full of diverse sexiness, guys, and we're wishing them a great time and a successful run at the Olympics, which are coming to NBC on February 8th. And one of our favorites on the team is a regular encourager on Instagram. So Mm. for all of y'all that are struggling with your, um, you know, your New Year's resolutions and whatnot, we almost threw the rest of January. Y'all check out Hakeem Abdul Sabur, and he has lovely posts on his, um, Instagram yesterday. Is. He posted, mm-hmm. honey. He told everybody, decide what you want, write it down, make a plan, and work on it every single day. And the two days after that post, he made the USA bobsled team. So he's a brother that looked real good, and he mm-hmm. be exercising all the time. And y'all, I just really just wanted to objectify a man after a conversation <laughs> about women and men. We don't want you to just whip out your dicks, but if you whip out your pecs and let us look at them and don't touch us, we're good with that most of the time. So anyway, thank you guys Taking for notes. joining us here at Black Hollywood Live, where can everybody find you guys when they want to find you during
1: the week? I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And my article is on Pop Sugar. It is called Why We Don't Leave. No, I think it's Why We Say. I do what it's called. I'm so bad. I I'm going to be real honest. I think it's Why We Don't Just, <laughs> just Say look No. Up her name. You'll find it. Yep.
2: And congrats on that article. That's really Thank cool, you. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you can find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. On Fridays, which is tomorrow, I host a show called The Unproduced Table Read where I find award-winning scripts and bring in their writers and we read them with actors. Courtney's been on it before. It's so fun. And we interview the writers about what they wrote. I'm um, reading a thriller tomorrow called Destination Yesterday. So check that out. That's Fridays, either at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., depending on if it's a movie or a pilot. Ooh. And we'll see you then. He's got
0: all kind of complicated details. I'm everywhere. All the Twitters and Instagrams at Stuart Starlet. You will find me, oh, this weekend at the SAG Awards and we'll (laughs) see where I am on the red carpet or not or whatever. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Have a wonderful rest of your week and we will see you guys next week.
1: From executives, Kevin Undergaro,
0: Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at King and think, hmm, Thanks for the editing. It. Well,
1: mostly not my work.
0: The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.